Logan Thomas is retweeting it. He's yeah. a big lib guy on Twitter. <laughs> Logan Thomas loves a Brooklyn dad defiant. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they go out and get dinner. Yeah. Oh, man. Um. All right. You ready? Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, and I'm here with my co-host, Big Daddy Brooklyn Defiant. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's Big Daddy Ranks Walker. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm ready to own the conservatives online. That's right. Um, so don't worry, I'm putting in the thing about Logan Thomas before the intro so people know what cool. we're talking about. <laughs> All right, so uh, what we're going to do today is this is our rankings episode. You can check out Walker's full ranks at footballabsurdity.com. Link at the top of literally every page says week seven rankings. Click that button. You get to see all of Walker's rankings all the way down to tight end 25, who is Kylan Granson. Yep, classic tight end 25 where he's going to get you three for 20. And maybe a touchdown. Unlikely. Yeah. So, um, all right. We also punted on talking about Thursday night football last night. So I guess we have to talk about it a little bit here today. We usually talk about the ranks. Uh, we do have some more information, uh, about the players involved. Um, Daryl Williams was ruled out today, uh, as were Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry. Uh, and it's not looking likely that James Conner is going to play. I didn't see any updates about the saints quarterbacks. Did you, um, the beat reporters seem to think it's going to be Dalton, but no announcement has been made from coaching staff. Okay, so it's still up in the air. So yeah. that's the same good thing. To know. Yeah, Connor is a game time decision, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's he hasn't practiced, so I don't think he's going to play. Yeah, and um, Cliff Kingsbury said that uh, if Robbie Anderson plays, it's going to be very limited. I have a feeling it's going to be, hey, Robbie, we need somebody to run a nine route on this play. Go run a nine route and see what happens. But. Yeah, Robbie Anderson's not a guy who should be in your lineup because the only way he's going to be relevant is if he has, like, one for 50 and a touchdown. Yeah, he could have two for 55 and a touchdown. You never know. You never know. So, all right, let's get into the Thursday Night Football ranks. Um, Walker put down 10 different guys that might be fantasy relevant, Um, starting with Kyler Murray, quarterback six. The only um, advisable start in this game, even in a two-quarterback league, um, how do you, how do you think, uh, DeAndre Hopkins coming back helps, uh, Kyler Murray? Cause he was a top three quarterback with DeAndre Hopkins last year before Hopkins started to struggle and then was gone. Um, I don't know how much it'll help him because, you know, he's had Marquise Brown who was playing very well and mm-hmm. now he doesn't have Brown because of the injury. So Hopkins is pretty much the direct replacement. And I would say that whatever 25-year-old Marquise Brown is better than 30-year-old DeAndre Hopkins probably. So, um, you know, I think Hopkins is definitely a guy you need to have in your lineup this week because he's going to mm-hmm. be the number one receiver on the team. But And New Orleans isn't a very good defense against receivers. But, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Murray is probably going to continue to be mostly what he is. He might run a little bit more because the offense simply isn't working without him running. And they only have one healthy running back who is even remotely NFL caliber. So I think that the situation might make Kyler a little bit more fantasy productive, but I don't think Hopkins replacing Brown is going to help the offense. No. 
Okay. Sounds good. So that's what I wanted to wanted to know. And uh, like we said, don't start Dalton or Jameis, even in a two quarterback league, if you can help it. Um, like there are guys on the waiver wire I'd rather have. Like uh, like you could have picked up that. Yeah, Jake Brisket, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan uh, Marcus Mariota, even Jimmy um, G. Jimmy G uh, going up against the Chiefs this weekend. We'll have to throw a bunch. So um, even if you're desperate, I would not start the uh, whatever Saints running or quarterback ends up playing. So let's move on to the quarterbacks. Uh, you have Alvin Kamara. Uh, at 13, um, you have him as a start. I think that uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. It's probably going to be Andy Dalton, which is good for Alvin Kamara. He's going to dump it off to him a lot. Yeah, Kamara is a guy who should absolutely be in your lineups in all cases. Yeah, so uh, that's that's a easy thing to talk about. Uh, Eno Benjamin, you have at 23, which you have as a fart. That is a flex start. Ah, okay. I did notice that some of these things that say fart now said flex earlier today. So uh, define a fart other than a flex start. Is it between a flex and a start? Yeah, a fart is somebody who's a little bit better than a flex, but like that you're not going to be real excited about starting. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, it's your low end at each position. So Benjamin's a low end RB2. Um, I, I have him at 23. So I think he's a guy that you're probably playing in most cases, but not necessarily a guy that you're super excited to have in your RB2 slot. So, you know, a little bit of a wet fart to put him in your lineup, but he'll probably get you like 11 points. Yeah. Um, he got, I think it was 18 touches last week and got nine and a half PPR points. And it's like, it was a volume, ba- it's basically a volume based play. Like you can't say to bench a guy, who's probably looking at 18 to 20 touches. Like right. you just can't, you, you can't do that. Same thing as Jeff Wilson right now. It's just Wilson has a better matchup this week, so he's higher for me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, with no James Conner, no uh, Daryl Williams, it's like, oh, no, is Keontae Ingram going to get touches? No. Is Jonathan Ward still kicking around there? <laughs> yes. But he's not going to get touches either. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be all Eno Benjamin. And then the other uh, running back in this game, Mark Ingram, he's like six PPR points, and maybe he vultures a touchdown. Like, don't start him. Yeah, this this is only in like your 16 team, two running back, two flex league. But yeah. yeah, don't avoid Mark Ingram if you can help it. Don't do it. So you have DeAndre Hopkins at eight. You mentioned you must start him. Um, I agree, if only because uh, everybody else in this game played four days ago and he hasn't played since last year. So he's go. a little fresh. Uh, he's a little bit fresher than the guys who have six weeks worth of wear and tear on him. And um, Saints defense is bad. So it's what has good. you putting him at eight? Is it just what I said? Yeah, yeah, no, you covered it. I mean, Hopkins is going up against a defense that's statistically been bad this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think he's going to step right back into being the number one target in the offense. Yeah, going into the year, you can name two cornerbacks on the Saints. One is on the Eagles and the other is inactive. Not good. <laughs> Not great. Yeah, uh, Marshawn Lattimore was ruled out and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is an Eagle. Yeah. So, um, so all right, you have Chris Olave at 11. So that's a, a wide receiver one that feels very aggressive to me, given the, what the, um, uh, saints have done to opposing wide receivers. So you feel good about starting Chris Olave this week. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that he's the only show in town. I think that the Cardinals defense is not impressive to me. Um, and Olave has been impressive. So I, I think he's going to be open a lot. And I think he's going to be the focal point of the passing game. Okay. Yeah. So my, uh, when I wrote about the starter sit, I was just a little bit 
more concerned about Byron Murphy, who has um, shut down some good wide receivers this year. Uh, DK Metcalf, Devonta Smith. Um, I had the list up. Uh, it's it, good wide receivers. And Adam Thielen. They all combined for like 20 targets for 100 yards. So um, that is something to worry about. But he did only play against them on like 50% of snaps. So it could be the other 50% where Alave goes off. Sure. So um, just uh, we both say to start him, but it's just uh, I'm tempering expectations a little bit more. And then Rondale Moore, you have as a flex 32. Um, I split the difference. I said start him in PPR, sit him in non-PPR. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's not going to score a touchdown. He's probably going to catch five or six passes for like 40 or 40 to 60 yards. So, yeah, high floor, low ceiling type guy who's good in your flex. Okay. Um. If you are debating flex, would you rather start Rondale Moore or Eno Benjamin? Benjamin. Benjamin. Okay. Uh, in 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 PPR and non PPR. Um. Yeah, probably. I think Benjamin will probably get like four targets. So. Um. Yeah, I I think Benjamin just barely in PPR, and then Benjamin by a fair amount in standard and half. Okay, sounds good. So let's talk about uh. Uh, and nobody else in this game you would be starting. No Robbie Anderson, no Traquan Smith, no Marcus Callaway. I'm not interested. Not interested. Okay, yeah. We'd like to remind people that uh, Chris Olave is the only one of the top four wide receivers on the Saints that are playing this week. Don't big brain yourself into Traquan or Marcus Callaway because they're behind Deontay Hardy, who is mostly a special teamer. Yeah, ooh, so just, Marcus Callaway had seven targets last week. Yeah, because they didn't have anybody else. Yeah. So if you want to get if you want to get like desperate, I guess you can in a 16 team two flex league. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Three, and three, Marcus Callaway is like a fringe play. Yeah. There you go. So um, tight ends in this game. Zach Ertz is a start. Zach Ertz got a reprieve. Uh, we were all worried. And then Marcus Brown hurt his hurt his foot and he'll be out for about a month. So uh, still a start for him. And then Taysom Hill you have as a fart. I, is that a flex start or is that the noise that you make when you put him into your lineup? Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, Hill is, it's, he's just such a weird player and yeah. it's not a guy that you're super excited about playing, but he's got a good matchup this week. Andy Dalton's still at quarterback, so he'll be involved. Um, he didn't have as much tread in his tires uh, Sunday as a lot of the other players. So he might be fresher again. Um, yeah. I think, I think if this, you know, if you're going to roll Hill out there, this is the week to do it. Yeah. And especially what's going to be a kind of, I think it's going to be a weird game. It's going to be a lot of uh, um, people are going to say, oh, uh, you know, uh, the Saints OC is in his bag. Pete Mark, Pete Carmichael is in his bag, will be said by people on Twitter because they're going to do dumb Taysom Hill things, I do believe. Yeah, that's right. All right. And then uh, Juwan Johnson, don't play him. Correct. Yeah. Um, that's it. Very pretty straightforward game. Um, once we figured out who was and wasn't playing, it got a lot more straightforward. So um, let's move on to the second part of this episode, which is the sicko stashes. That's right. All right. So, Walker, I'll let you go first. Who is your sicko stash this week? All right. Well, you have to guess, but I will give you a hint first. OK. It is a running back. It is a running back. OK. Uh. Less than 5% rostered? Yes, 1% rostered. 1% rostered. Um, it's probably not. It's No, you don't like Kyron. Um, 1% rostered. 
uh, I should know this. I was just looking at roster ship for uh, uh, the sicko stashes. Oh God. Um, it's not. He is not, in. He is in my rankings this week as well. He's in your rankings this week. I'm gonna say it's not Sony Michelle, and it, no, it's not Sony Michelle. Certainly not. Certainly not. Uh, is it Brandon Bolden? That's correct. Yeah. Brandon Bolden is 1% rostered right now, uh, going up against a Houston team that is dead last against opposing running backs. Um, I fully believe that Bolden will get involved this week. I think that this could be a double-digit PPR game. I think he's a sneaky flex play. His ECR is 64, so he's completely free everywhere. Nobody's going to be picking this guy up. If you're desperate for a flex because of buying Mageddon, you can throw Brandon Bolden in there. So, uh, my, I have, I have three, um, sicko stashes this week. All right. Uh, uh, first one, um, also because Houston gives up so many points to running backs and also because I think the Raiders are going to blow him out. And also because I think this guy needs to be on your roster in case somebody gets hurt ahead of him. Uh, is it the same guy? No, it's his teammate. Zemir White. 3% 3% rostered right now. Okay. This is a true stash. Brand, uh, Brandon Jacobs gets all the touches. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Jacobs. Jacobs. MF Josh Brandon Jacobs. Jacobs. Josh Jacobs gets all the touches. All the stuff we worried about, about like uh, Josh McDaniels, like splitting touches and all that stuff. Not by we as in me and Walker, as in the community at large. It came true. It's like Josh Jacobs gets all the touches. And that'll be Zamir White's role if anything happens to him. That is a true stash. A true sicko stash. Like... He's sure. 3% rostered. He needs to be more rostered than that. We're starting to get into the time of year where um, if you don't have bye weeks, you know, if you, you should be holding on to these guys that other teams have to drop to pick up players for their bye week, if that makes sense. Right. Or you can get an advantage if something happens to Josh Jacob. Uh, the other two, uh, both wide receivers. One mm-hmm. I mentioned last week, and he is wide receiver 38 over the last three weeks. He's 3% mm-hmm. rostered. His his production profile might help. Uh, over the last three weeks, eight receptions, 152 yards, and a touchdown. Mac Hollins. No, but I like that instinct. It's it, kind of the same role in this offense. Uh, uh, NFC South. Let me see if you have him ranked this week. You do not have him ranked this week. He does not have a game under 6.9 PPR points this year. Jeez. See South, eh? Um Zacchaeus. Correct. Three percent rostered. Has been shockingly uh useful over the last few weeks as a like desperation flex play. Uh like I said, uh wide receiver thirty-eight over the last three weeks. Nice. Uh the other guy, five percent rostered, suddenly is getting a ton of targets. Uh did not play last week. Um it, his team uh, also Reynolds. No. Uh, his team played last week, but he did oh, not. Okay. Uh, uh, in week five, he had 11 targets, seven receptions, and 104 receiving yards. Randall Cobb? Nope. Randall Cobb's hurt. 5% rostered. 5% uh, rostered. Walker, if you like it, then you, then you should have put a ring on it. Marvin Jones? This man is wife material. Woo! Marvin Jones has been 
shockingly involved in games when they didn't play the Eagles, which we have decided to just throw out games where teams play the Eagles because the Eagles make teams stupid. He has six, five, seven, and 11 targets. Huh. And 5% rostered. And last time he played seven receptions, 104 yards. And then he was hurt and didn't play last week, but he should be back this week. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yep. So those are my sicko stashes. Uh, sicko stashes this week. Walker's is Brandon Bolden. Mine are Zamir White, Alameda Zacchaeus, and Marvin Jones. All 5% or less rostered on Yahoo. That's right. All right. And um, yeah, uh, it was fun reading all the articles and listening to all the podcasts that are like, well, the number one wide receiver to add this week is obviously Alec Pierce. It was like, not for us. No, we, already we, have. we were on that two weeks ago. That's right. All right. So let's get into um, quarterbacks that you're higher on this week. Uh, first one is Jacoby Brissett, Jake Brisket. You have him at 12. ECR is 20. Uh, Jake Brisket going up against the Baltimore Ravens, who um, have not been great against opposing wide uh, quarterbacks this year. No, not at all. And uh, Brissett has had double digit points in every game this season. So if you're looking for a streamer, he is high floor and I think he has a decently high ceiling in this matchup because Baltimore hasn't been able to stop opposing quarterbacks and because Mm -hmm. I would expect Baltimore to be able to score points in this game yeah and um he is one of my streamers this week uh 10% rostered so he's the deep dive streamer uh Ravens have allowed multiple touchdowns or 300 yards passing and a touchdown to every quarterback this year there you go so yeah I mean Jacoby Brissett's probably going to have like 200 yards and two touchdowns and 15 rushing yards and get you 17 and a half points. Yeah. I put his floor at about 14. So it's like, you're just going to ceiling the 20. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I agree with that assessment. Uh, the second guy that you're higher on, uh, not much higher on him, but you have him as a top 10 start this week. Everybody else has him as a quarterback too. It's the guy I'm going to be seeing on Sunday. Handsome James Garoppolo going up against the chiefs at home. I think the stat line is going to be handsome as well. Uh, Kansas City 28th against opposing quarterbacks. So a fairly leaky defense in terms of fantasy points given up. This should be a high scoring matchup. I would expect San Francisco to have to throw to keep up. Um, they have a good defense, but they haven't faced an offense like Kansas City yet. And yeah. everybody's hurt. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so I expect uh, I expect Garoppolo to have to throw the ball. He's been QB nine the last two weeks. So I think uh, another top 12 performance is in store. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, one of the guys I mentioned, I uh, would start over um, the Saints guys. He's also one of my streamers this week. 43% rostered, uh, has about 550 passing yards over the last two games, uh, four touchdowns, two picks in those games. So kind of playing well. If I had to guess who your three streamers would have been, it would have been the three quarterbacks I'm higher on. Uh, Matt Ryan is, I think, too rostered. I think he's like 51% rostered. Uh, is it Daniel Jones then? Uh, almost Daniel Jones. It's Marcus Mariota. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah I, just, Matt, I worry he won't pass enough. Yeah. Matchup's not great. I said matchup's not great since he is, hasn't allowed a quarterback 15 points. This, this one's, this one's wobbly. Yeah. Um, I don't but like he, that one. But, uh, he is averaging, if you take out the one game where he didn't do anything, uh, 40 yards rushing per game. That's pretty good. That's pretty wild. So, uh, yeah, Mariota, um, in most of his games is killing it. Um, 
that one's kind of like I would rather start Garoppolo or Brissett, but I needed three guys. Sure. Um, and I could not put my my faith behind Daniel Jones. Like, sorry, I can't do it. I can't do it. All right, your third guy, Matthew Ryan, uh, the man with two first names. You have him 11, ECR 16. I'm surprised. This is a great matchup going up against the Titans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you lit him up last time you played him. 19 fantasy points coming off of a great game. Running game still not going to be healthy, so they're going to have to throw more. Um, I don't expect him to be near QB1 like he was last week, but I think he can be top 12 again. Yeah, I mean, I... I was so desperate that I, uh, in my 16 team, one quarterback league that I had to have Matt Ryan, that I spent $30 on fab on him because I have Josh Allen on by. And I was like, I have to have Matt Ryan or I'm going to lose this week. Uh, do you want to know what the second highest bid was? Uh, $3, $2. (laughs) Oh, you could have bid $3, but I had to get him because if I didn't get him, I was going to start like Andy Mariota. No, like Andy Dalton. So Jesus. Yeah. yeah, Not good. So it was one of those like, all right, well, I'm going to chunk off all of my fab to do this. Like I spent in Scott Fishbowl last year, I spent $90 on Geno Smith. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> no, I, I honestly think if you're really desperate for like a QB2 start this week, maybe Pickett because of the matchup. Is Pickett going Is Pickett gonna make it out of protocols? I would imagine. Okay. Uh, playing Miami, not a very good defense. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have him at 22. Also, Davis Mills. You know, against the Raiders, I would imagine that the Raiders are going to make them throw. Yeah, probably. Um, actually, I think I wrote about that this week in uh, Things to Not Worry About was the the Houston passing game is going to bounce back. Uh, oh, Kenny Pickett right was in the toilet. Yep. Kenny Pickett was a full participant today. There we go. Perfect. So there you go. Awesome. All right. Um, quarterbacks that you're lower on. Derek Carr, you have at 17. ECR is nine. Uh, like we just mentioned, going up against the Texans, is this a uh, Josh Jacobs is running back three and he's going to do everything against the Texans? Mostly. Um, I just Carr hasn't been very good this season, either mm-hmm. in real life or for fantasy. Um, Houston is a good defense against opposing quarterbacks. And I just don't understand why people are trying to take advantage of this matchup through the air it's on the ground where Houston is super vulnerable, worst in the league. And this is a team that's run the ball extremely effectively with Josh Jacobs. So I expect him to lean on Jacobs again. I expect Jacobs to have another 20 plus point performance. And uh, I think Carl will take a back seat. Yeah, this isn't like, and um, you know, uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, some people call him Brandon Jacobs has been very, very good this year. So it's not like we're saying, Oh, they're going to run it with like, Latavius Murray and Mike Boone. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not, like it's not like they're making a bad decision here. Like they should pound the rock with Jacobs. Yeah. It's a bad defense. Yeah. So at, yeah, so, at stopping the run. Uh, yeah. So um, I agree with that on Derek Carr. Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, I'm already. I was gonna have him as a sit this week. So I agree with you. You have him at 13. ECR is 10. He's taken on the Commanders. Um, this, I, if they're gonna get right, they need to get Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon lots of rushes against this defense. Yeah, and I just don't doesn't seem like they're going to do that. It doesn't seem like Rodgers is going to run the ball on these RPO reads that he's making. Uh, so, and they're not scoring touchdowns. So, you know, for me, it's I got to see it before I can play Aaron Rodgers again. Yeah, and and that makes total sense. Um, oh, you know what it was? I had Aaron Rodgers on the cut list this week for ten team leagues. Did you know yeah. he's been a top twelve quarterback once this year? I didn't know that, but I know he's barely inside the top 20 on the season. 
yeah, he is like he is he's like hovering every week between like quarterback 13 on his good weeks and quarterback like 20 on his bad weeks. So, yeah, um, he's been the second most disappointing fantasy quarterback this year. First is Russ. Matthew Stafford. Okay. Matt Stafford is like QB 26 right now or something like that. Okay. So Russ is at least doing something. Right. Um, all right. He's so cooking. Marcus. Oh, go ahead. He, he's cook. He's cooking. He's cooking. I mean, it's uh, not good. He's cooking, and it's that picture of the cup of noodles in the microwave yeah. with the styrofoam melted. Yes. That's him cooking. That's he's cooking. Uh, Marcus Mariota, you have at twenty ECR seventeen. Another guy you're lower on. Um, I mean, you kind of mentioned this. The Bengals are a bad matchup for him. Yeah, I don't expect Mariota to have any kind of ceiling in this game. Um, in two quarterback leagues, you're probably still playing him, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, he'll probably going to end up with a, like 11 points. So no thank you on Mariota this week. Uh, yeah, he's a solid QB2 start by uh, by ECR, but I would have him more as a QB2 fart. QB2 fart. You heard it here first, folks. And um, people will go, oh, well, Marcus Mariota had a bad matchup last week. No, he didn't. He At one point, the Niners had three starters on defense on the field. Right. He had a bad matchup <laughs> on paper, but once the chips were laid... Uh, the Niners were missing a bunch of them. Yeah, it was like Drake Jackson, who's an edge rusher, uh, um, Fred Warner, and um, not even Emmanuel Mosley because he was hurt. Um, Diamador sh- Lenore? I guess, I think it was, oh no, it was, uh, yeah, it was Diamador Lenore, who's yeah, who's technically the, the backup. Yeah, he's the nickel, but... Um, <sighs> all right. Um, I'm very excited to watch the 49ers get absolutely blasted by the chiefs on sunday <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be like 38 to 24 but it was never close yeah it's gonna be like 38 to 24 but at halftime it's like 28 to 10 10 yep that's what yeah I'm yeah yeah so uh your toughest rank this week uh dan daniel dimes um you have a quarterback 14 going up against the jacksonville jaguars what was so tough about danny dimes this week uh because he sucks and i don't want to put him at 14 but uh, he runs a lot and there's a lot of quarterbacks on by and there's a lot of quarterbacks who are playing like garbage right now. So that's where Daniel Jones ended up and I don't like it, but he's there. If you're desperate, you can play him. I mean, yeah, he's that. That's pretty much the best thing you can say about Daniel Jones. He is sure if, does show up and try hard. He is a football quarterback. He is on the gridiron. For the New York football giants. He would be, he will always be one of the worst starters in the league. And then once he transitions to being a backup, he will always be one of the best backups in the league. Yes, he, he will. Uh, yes, but he, he will. Not. He will do what a lot of people thought uh, Taylor Heineke would do, which is be one of the worst starters and one of the best backups. Yeah. And it turns out no, Taylor Heineke is just not very good. No, he's just bad. Uh, starting for the commanders this weekend, Taylor Heineke. Um, all right, so your most surprising was Jimmy Garoppolo, who you had at 10. Sneaky start, Jacoby Brissett, you had at 12. Tough sit this week. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he's your boy. But Jared Goff going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I agree that uh, I cannot trust Jared Goff going up against this Cowboys pass rush. Yeah, and I, I will give the ECR credit. It's pretty close to where I am on Goff. But Goff is a top eight quarterback on the season in mm-hmm. points per game. So. He's a guy that people will look at and say, well, he's top 10. I got to play him every week, right? No, not this week. Uh, it, it's going to be bad against the Cowboys 
St. Brown's going to be the only guy who does anything for this offense, I think. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't expect Goff to throw for more than maybe one touchdown, you know, two at most. So I, I think Goff, in, in two quarterback leagues, you're still playing him, but in one quarterback leagues, stay away. Yeah, and I was going to ask you a question, but uh, it's a slam dunk, the quarterback on the other side. Dak Prescott, you have at four this week. Yep. Yep, Dak Prescott smash play in his first game back. Yeah, I could not think of a softer landing than uh, than the Detroit Lions who are like, all right, just score your touchdown and we'll get our offense back out on the field. Like, score your little touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, your your pretty little touchdowns, and then we're gonna grind out a touchdown and put and rub your face in it. Yeah, that's right. Um, we're gonna bite your kneecaps. Uh, all right, let's talk about running backs. Uh, three running backs you're higher on. First one is Damian Pierce. You have at eleven. ECR is sixteen. I mean, he's basically like he's a must start every week. I don't understand why he's so low for everybody. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, he, he absolutely is a must start. I mean. Here's some guys I would start him over. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara, DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones. Uh, I, I would start him over all of those guys. So I, I think that Pierce has a massive role. He's good enough to score fantasy points with it because he's getting like 25 touches a game. Mm-hmm. And he gets all the goal line carries. So, yeah, he's, you know, he's basically got the same fan. He, he's got the same fantasy role as like, Nick Chubb when Kareem Hunt gets injured. Or, yeah. Um, or Derrick Henry. Yeah. But, He's but just baby not as Derrick good Henry. as that. So, yeah. But being like a fringe RB1 instead of like a top three player. Yeah. And uh, there was a quote from Levy Smith that came out today that was they were asking about Damian Pierce's usage and everything. He's like, he's our running back. You use your running back like 20 times per game. You run him 20 times per game. So it's not like they're talking about like limiting his volume or whatever. They're saying this is what we want to do with Damian Pierce. Right. We want to we want him to have 24 for 86 and a touchdown. Yeah, he wants we want him to go full Joe Mixon. That's that's the ideal outcome for him. So um, Kareem Hunt, uh, you have ECR 21. Everybody else was scared off by last week where he was barely involved. They have him at 26 uh, going up against the Ravens. Um, you can beat the Ravens through the air. Is that what this is? Yeah, yeah. I think Hunt will get involved in the passing game. I think he could score a touchdown through the air in this one. Um, and I, I just don't want people to be scared off by a weird game against the Patriots. You know, they were the Browns were never in that game, and so I just think you can pretty much throw it out in terms of usage. Um, and it's the anomaly, you know, all four of the other games, Hunt had at least 10 carries and at least three targets in every single one of those games. So I think that that, especially with the guys on by, I think that that's a top 24 running back. Yeah, this goes into kind of my early season philosophy, which is, you know, nothing changes until it's a trend and one data point cannot be a trend. So one game is not a trend. So if Kareem Hunt has like one touch this week, then we worry. But you still yes. act like that was the exception and not the norm. I would uh, I would start uh, Kareem Hunt over David Montgomery, Eno Benjamin, Travis Etienne, J.K. Dobbins, Brian Robinson, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Some, those are some names on there, especially like Travis Etienne, who's been very good the last couple of weeks, uh, very efficient. That um, Yeah, it might... it, it's not an anti-Etienne. It is an anti-putting guys in my lineup who are playing the Giants. That is fair enough. Yeah, the Giants defense has been better than we thought it would be. It's been really been good. Pre- 
it's been pretty good. And that's what's been carrying them. So um, the other guy uh, that you're higher on, Brandon Bolden, you have at 35. Everybody has at 64. We already talked about him with the sicko stashes. Um, you know, you can throw him in there and cross your fingers. Yeah, he's uh, basically J.D. McKissick this week. I think he'll get at least like eight points. There you go. And then your first, folks, I'm guaranteeing Brandon Bolden will score eight points at fantasy receipts. Uh, another guy you're lower on. I am shocked. Clyde Edwards Alaire. Uh, if you've listened to any episodes of us, we have been lower on Clyde Edwards Alaire than everybody this whole time. We've been screaming to sell him. So going up against the Niners defense, like the Rundy was bad last week. Uh, Caleb Huntley did whatever. Tyler Algier did whatever. But um, Clyde Edwards Alaire just barely involved. Right. I mean, it's he's the. 1A in a 1A, 1B, 1C backfield, and none of them get many touches at the goal line. So, yeah, I mean, Edwards Alaire is a flex play that you're hoping gets in the end zone. Yeah, and then these next two guys are uh, by ECR flex options, but you're saying to bench them. Tyler Algier at 46 going up against the Bengals, and then Melvin Gordon at 50 going up against the Jets, which today Nathaniel Hackett said, well, I talked to Melvin and he's our starter next week. Well, he started last week. How does that help us? Right. I, I just simply don't think they're going to play him. I, I really yeah. don't. They, it seems like Nathaniel Hackett has is making a point uh, out of Melvin Gordon for some reason. Um, this is where he's flexing his autonomy, I guess. Um, but yeah, I expect Latavius Murray to get more work again than Melvin Gordon did. Um, and then with Algier, it's just a bad matchup and he doesn't catch the ball. Yeah, and if you want to hear us go off on Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos offense, please pay us $3 and you can listen to yesterday's episode. Correct. <laughs> we went nuts. Yeah, we went crazy off of uh, several teams yesterday. Uh, Cardinals, Broncos. There was one other team that we were like, what are they doing? Uh, was it the Chargers? It might have been the Chargers. I don't know. Um, toughest rank this week for you was J.K. Dobbins. Is this just you don't know if he's going to play or not? I don't know how much he's going to play. I, I would expect him to be out there, but mm-hmm. I I think he's going to be like, it's going to be like 12 carries for Dobbins and nine for Drake mm-hmm. is what I feel like. And so it's a good matchup and I think he could get into the end zone and he'll have a role, but he's just like, he's a high end flex for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you mentioned Drake, you have him at 30 seven uh as well so a a kind of a flex for you those two are very close together right now most surprising josh jacobs at three again i've heard people call him brandon jacobs um i've heard one person call him that i've heard it but i've heard it both ways walker i've I've heard it both ways uh it's a (laughs) it's a great matchup he's a very good running back who's going to get a lot of touches that's right uh it's it's just weird to see josh jacobs at number three on the week but Um, Yeah, there's no situation where you shouldn't be starting Josh Jacobs. Yeah, um, especially because in PPR, he has uh, 65 points over the last two weeks. Is that good? Is that good? Yes, that is very good. Um, Has he graduated from uh, just uh, running back 15? Like we like we talked about him in the preseason. Yeah, sure. He's running back 10 now. There you go. Um, Sneaky start. Eno Benjamin. Uh, You called him a fart. We talked about him. Yeah, he's the sneaky fart. Sneaky. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> you're unleashing. You're unleashing a silent but deadly on your on your opponent. <laughs> yeah, he is the SBD. Uh, sneaky but devastating start. 
There we go. Uh, Jamal Williams, your tough set. You have it 34. Uh, I actually honestly don't know if DeAndre Swift is coming back this week. I think he is. Okay. He's... I haven't got... I haven't gotten that far yet in looking at my that stuff for this week. Oh yeah, the whole the whole plan was to hold him out until after the bye and then have him come back against the Cowboys. Okay, cool. All righty. Uh, so why are you sitting Jamal Williams? Is it just you think they're gonna get DeAndre Swift going really hard or? Well, I just think that he's not the starting running back for the team. Um, Williams is he scored a bunch of points by like falling into the end zone and. I don't think that that's something that's going to happen a lot in this game. I think the Lions offense is going to struggle a little bit against the good Cowboys defense. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think Williams is going to get many chances to score fantasy points. You know, I feel like even a good game for Williams in this would be like 11 touches for 40 yards and a touchdown. And maybe like one of those is a catch. So like, oh, his ceiling's 11 points. Great. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So people who have been riding Jamal Williams, sorry for the bad news. Um, let's talk about wide receivers. Some guys you're higher on DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Olave. We already talked about them eight and 11, but I'm shocked by this DeAndre Hopkins ECR of 21 feels very low for a guy that, um, should come back just and go ham as the kids say, do the kids say that? Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. I, he's gonna, he's walking into nine targets minimum. So, yeah. I mean, he should absolutely be a top 12 play in a good matchup. Yeah. So there you go. And then Chris Olave, we already talked about as well. And then the big, beautiful boy, Alec Pierce, 28, ECR is 35. You have him as a recommended wide receiver three, it looks like. Yeah. Alec uh, quirked up white boy Pierce is going to absolutely dominate the Titans defense. Yeah, so Titans not great at defending the deep ball. Alec Pierce good at getting the deep ball. Big, fast, strong. Uh, tends to be good for getting the deep ball. That's correct. Uh, so if you picked him up off the waiver wire, you could throw him straight into your starting lineup. And you there. can... Huh? Put him in there. Put him in there. And you can start him over... Uh, nope, this Cooks, next, yeah, Brandon Cooks. We'll start at the bottom. Brandon Cooks, 34. Um, I, I am the... Brandon Cooks defender, and even I am like, please nobody ask me about Brandon Cooks because I have no idea what's going on. Uh, yeah, they just cannot throw the ball at all. They they can't do it, and uh, you know Mills isn't throwing touchdowns, so Cooks is still clearly the number one guy in the offense. It's just the offense can't throw the ball, and so he's getting like eight targets and catching three of them for thirty five yards. I can't trust that in my lineup right now. I, I know that the matchup's not bad, but I just, I can't trust Brandon Cooks until I see them actually throw the ball with any sort of consistency this year. Yeah. You know, it's really fun trotting out uh, Deontay Johnson and Brandon Cooks on the same team. Cause you're like, they, he get, they get so many targets. Right. It's like they're going to combine <laughs> for 20 targets and 17 fantasy points. Yeah. It's super annoying. It's, it's, uh, I just, uh, as I lose every week, I just say process over results. So right. there we go. Uh, you're going to go on a late season run to finish one game out of the playoffs. Yes. I'm going to crush that consolation bracket. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Against uh, six guys who, or five other guys who have stopped paying attention. I, I did this in my home league two years ago where, I had the unluckiest, most injury-ridden start to the season. I was 0-6, no, 0-7, and, and then I won nine games in a row to finish 6-7 and seven in the regular season and then win the consolation bracket. Woo! 
consolation bracket. All right. Uh, the other two guys that you are lower on, first one uh, by rank is DK Metcalf. You have a 21. ECR is nine. Uh, the Seahawks are going up against the Chargers th- in this one. Um, I'm I'm curious uh, why you have DK so low and what has been not a bad matchup this year. No, it's an okay matchup, but yeah. I mean, Portland Sutton didn't do a whole lot in the past game. Um, I still don't really trust the Seahawks offense. I still think that the bottom's going to fall out at some point. Um, and Tyler Lockett has thus far this season been the more consistently productive player. So I just don't understand. I think Metcalf's a guy that in most cases you're starting, but I just don't understand why people think he's a top 10 play this week. That doesn't make sense to me. He hasn't done anything to show that he should be. Yeah. So that's fair. And then Christian Kirk, who has fallen off the face of the earth. You have him at 23. Everybody else has him at 15. Um, And it's not like people who have him at 15 can say, oh, it's a good matchup because it's the Giants. We talked about this. The Giants are good. Garbage matchup. And uh, yeah, his his target numbers have been fluctuating kind of wildly. So, you know, even if he has a solid, you know, eight or nine targets in this game, he could be in for a five for 45. So I Christian Kirk's a tough guy to bench because you've seen his ceiling and it's extremely good. Um, but if you've got better options, I could understand not playing in this week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, not, not feeling good about, uh, two of my starting quarter or running the two of my starting wide receivers being on the guys you're lower on list. Not, not, not feeling too great about that. Um, so your toughest rank, you said Brandon cooks. We already talked about that. Most surprising, Alan Lazard at 17, a solid wide receiver too. Yeah, Lazard is, you know, he he's not necessarily the number one target in the offense by target numbers, but he's the guy that gets the high leverage targets. He gets targeted on third down. He gets targeted in the red zone. When Rodgers needs a play, he goes to Lazard before he goes to anybody else. And so Lazard has been getting either, you know, like six for 80 or – four for 40 and a touchdown. So, you know, he, he's getting you that wide receiver two game somehow, some way. And this is a good matchup against Washington. Okay, there you go. Sneaky start. Tyler Boyd at 30. Uh, the Bengals are going up against the Falcons. Is this a Falcons bad thing or a we hope they keep building on what they did last week? Falcons bad. Falcons bad. Okay, Falcons bad. Start Tyler Boyd. Uh, pretty easy. Tough sit. Dorenthal, James Moore. It's it's DJ Moore again. Yeah, you still can't play him. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's Baker didn't fix him. PJ Walker ain't gonna fix him. Jacob Eason uh, ain't gonna fix him. Yeah. Uh, Sam you know, Darnold ain't gonna fix him. We've already seen that. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna figure out who the great try to think of the great quarterbacks in Panthers history, but I cannot think of them. Jake DeLome. Just Jake DeLome is not walking through that door. There we go. Got there. Steve Bierlein's not walking through that door. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. Let's move on to tight ends. Uh, let's start with the guy that's ranked highest out of this group uh, that you're higher on. Pat Fryermuth, you have an eight. ECR on him is 12. Um, is, is this a sign of faith or is it a uh, it's a weird week for tight ends, especially because it uh, looks like Darren Waller is not going to play. Right. No Waller, no Higby. So I... I think Fryermuth has he has a good matchup. Miami stinks against tight ends, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I, I think he'll get enough 
volume to at least get, you know, like a five for 50 game. So I think he's a solid tight end one play. Yeah. And then uh, a guy that uh, played well in his opportunity before, and then um, Cam Brate went out again last week and he did okay, but um, he should be getting the start this week. Kate Otten, you have it 15 ECRs 24. It's just this role. He's going to get targets. Right. It's not a good matchup, but he's probably going to get six targets and catch, you know, four of them for 30 yards. So he's just a solid, you know, if you're desperate and you need a streamer to fill in for Tyler Higby or something, then uh, you could do worse than Otten because he'll get you that seven points at worst. Yeah. And then your third guy, which definitely wasn't us desperately trying to find a third guy to talk about before the episode started. Uh, Logan Thomas, you have at 21, ECR is 51. Um, People are just scared off by the DMP last week. Yeah, they're they're thinking he's not going to play, and it seems like you know he's got a long week to get better. So I don't know why he wouldn't be in the in the lineup unless he's had a setback that we haven't been told about. But I feel like we would have been told about it. So yeah, I'm operating under the assumption that Thomas plays. If he does, probably just still don't play him. But yeah, um, this is just kind of pointing out like pay attention, I guess. Yeah, pay uh, attention. All right. Uh... Some guys are lower on Evan Ingram. You have him at 16. ECR is 11. Duda has just been getting bonkers uh, target volume lately. Yeah, I don't believe it, though. I mean, he started off the season with a bunch of, like, you know, three, four target games. And then all of a sudden, oh, he's got a bunch of targets in games that the Jaguars sucked in. Um, So I I don't know. I I still think that the offense seems to work best when it runs through the receivers um, and ETN. So I, I think that that's what it'll end up resetting to. I think Engram just is not reliable enough for me to trust. Okay, that works. And then uh, Danny B, Daniel Bellinger, you have at 19. Everybody else has him at 14. People are just buying into these touchdowns, and one was a broken play. I don't get it. Yeah, it's it's he's it's very fluky right now, and you know maybe he'll be the guy that you can ride to a fluky tight end 12 season or something, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, his role is not big. I mean, he's touching the ball like three times a game. So yeah. he's basically Kylan Granson with touchdown luck. Yeah, we talk about you want to look for that four for 40 line. He's done that once this year, though he had five for 38 last week. And it's like that's his 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 uh, career high in yards is 40. And people are saying you should start him, you know, as a he's a spot start um, if you're desperate. So that doesn't make sense. And then. Speaking of buying into touchdowns, Hunter Henry. No. You have him at 22. Everybody else has him at 15. Don't do it. But Walker, he has eight catches for 115 yards over the last two weeks. I don't care. Okay. You heard it here first, folks. Walker doesn't care. Uh, Who starts for the Patriots this week? Mac. You think Mac starts? Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, We talked about your toughest rank. Just put him, just leave him there for every single week. Just oh, leave wow. him there. Oh, Taysom Hill. Rank. Yeah, sure. Taysom Hill, toughest rank every single week. Uh, most surprising, you have TJ Hawkinson at 12 going up against the Cowboys. Is that higher or lower than you thought that surprised you? Well, I think it's surprising for most people to see that I have him at 12 just because he's the tight end three and points per game on the season. But that's just because he had one insanely good game and four bad ones. Yeah. So, I mean, his second best game this season is three for 18 and a touchdown. Yeah, 10.8 points. So, you know, I his realistic ceiling is like, you know, 12 points or something like that. And 
he's got a great chance of hardly being involved against a really good Cowboys defense. So, you know, if you've got him, you're probably playing him, but I just, he's not going to give you that 39.9 again. It's not. No, no. And uh, yeah, I was, I, I made a face when you said that he was tied in three because I forgot about that game. And I was like, did I miss something with TJ Hawk? Oh, it was that 40 point game basically. Yeah. So, um, all right, your sneaky start, uh, Walker's going back to him. Walker is Hurst pilled. That's right. Because uh, he's going up against the Falcons, baby. Falcons bad. Falcons yeah. bad. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be great when uh, Hayden Hurst finishes over Kyle Pitts this week. And uh, everybody loses their mind. Yeah, absolutely. Hayden Hurst is going to have like uh, five for 57 and a touchdown. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, Falcons bad. Falcons very bad. I, Falcons bad against tight ends. Really bad. Yeah, uh, tracking the tight end against the Falcons is like my favorite, my little joy this year, because um, it works every week. It's like the Cardinals a few years ago when I started Ross oh, Welly yeah. against them. Yeah, yeah, that that was really funny. I, yeah. I forget. I started some absolute like weirdo play that didn't make any sense. And uh, I don't know, like Jeff Cumberland or something <laughs> and got like 15 points out of it. I was like, yeah, this is just a cheat code. This MF rode the week on the back of Eric Tomlinson. <laughs> uh, all right. Tough sit. Big Bob Tunyon. You don't think he's going to get 10 catches for 90 yards again this week? I would guess nah. Nah. That, so That only seems to happen when the Packers are chasing the game. I don't expect them to be chasing the game against Washington. I think they will win that game. Yeah, I think it's going to be... Uh, I mean, I don't know. They're not gonna. They're not gonna win big. I'm, I'm stopping saying that the Packers are gonna win big, but I think no, they will. they're gonna win this game like 23 to 17. I'm am giving them two touchdowns, Walker. Okay. Well, I I just yeah, I, I don't think it's gonna happen. I think like maybe it's like AJ Dillon week for some reason, and he has like 19 carries and a touchdown. Yeah. So I don't know. So. All right. Well, uh, th- I think that'll do it for this week. Those were the, this week's ranks. If you want to check out all of Walker's ranks, you can go to footballabsurdity.com. And again, go to literally any page. There'll be a link at the top that says week seven ranks and Walker will have their ranks in there. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, you can follow Walker on Twitter at Big Daddy Dricks if you want to yell at him. And if you want to yell at me, my handle is at Luke Sawhook. He won't even see it. No, he won't. Uh, my handle is at YZR underscore fantasy. There we go. Okay, yeah, Acash is way on Twitter way too much. Yeah, there you go. So, all right. So, for Walker and Jeff, thanks for listening. Take care and uh, go Kings. Uh, and remember that Eno Benjamin is this week's Sneaky Fart of the Week. Sneaky Fart of the Week. <laughs> <laughs>